Good evening and welcome to the first episode of RS Media Live Podcast. I'm joined tonight by Mike Harneman, Russ Farnan, Lee Charles, Sean Price and Nicole Vesey. So good evening, everyone. Good evening. How- good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Right. How are you? Yep, I'm all good. Thanks. good thanks. How is everyone else? Yeah, fine, yeah, good. All right, pretty much. Which teams do you all follow then? Just let's go around and see who you all are. So, Arsenal. So, quick introduction. Ah. I'm Bright and I support Plymouth and Middlesbrough. Okay. Plymouth and Middlesbrough? Yep. How did that happen? (laughs) I've lived in the the Northeast and I have family from Middlesbrough, so... That's a bit of a trip every weekend, isn't it? If you... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, so with me, uh, I'm Mike, I support Arsenal and Stevenage as well, I live in Stevenage, um, okay. so yeah, both both of those two teams, um, that's uh, the two teams that I follow. Okay. I'm Russ, I'm a Leeds United fan, as you can mm. probably tell from behind. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. And I follow <laughs> my hometown club, Robin United as well, doing ah. things with some of their players and management staff for other years, and another media team really, really well. Two promotions then. Yes. Two promotions. Mm-hmm. Well, we really enjoyed our trip to Rotherham. I don't know if you've watched our James uh, our review of uh, our away days review. It was uh, Rotherham was a was a hard one for us. We didn't enjoy it. <laughs> we didn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. And we got Sean. Sure. Terrible. I, I'm Sean Price, and I support Arsenal. Lifelong Arsenal fan. Oh right, okay. And then we've got Nicole. Hi. Uh, I follow Derby and Liverpool. Derby's hometown, Liverpool's family's team. Where are you, Nicole? What's happened to you? you just, is a problem with the camera? I don't come on camera. Everyone who follows RS Media yeah. knows. Tell us about yourself, Lee. Tell, tell about me. I'm a Blackpool fan. Um, started a YouTube channel um, rather accidentally, to be honest, on on Blackpool Football Club. Um, Blackpool Football Club, as you as you know, all all the fans were not not a penny more for five years in a protest against the Oysters. And we finally got them out, or the uh, minority shareholder got them out, as long as the fans, you know, as, as well as the fans' protest. But you know, they went to court and got him out. And uh, they were asking for volunteers to go and clean the seats down at Bloomfield Road uh, because um, nobody had been sat in them for, for five years and they were covered in pigeon poo. There was thousands of them. It, it was a hell of a job. And I went down and made a little video about it, uh, put it on YouTube. And uh, within a couple of days, I had a message from The One Show and, and um, the EFL, uh, you know, you know, Quest HD show. Could they use my footage? Uh, I, I got interviewed by The One Show on the comedy carpet in Blackpool before we all marched back on on the homecoming day and uh, where'd you go from there kind of thing, you know, started off, started off with us being on sort of TV and being uh, interviewed and, uh, and I've become a football vlogger, which was never the, was never the idea. Actually, I was, I was more doing it for DJing at first. So, you know, the I, I, bet, I bet all, I bet all the Blackpool fans are happy that they got rid of the worst owners in the EFL history. To be honest, well, actually, I'm 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 not too sure about that now. I'm I'm starting to worry about this Wigan situation because this guy just sounds unbelievably bad. I mean, you know, yeah, the Oysters yeah. were. Mac was good, well, right, now as well, but their owner was a, a big one as well. And yeah, the Oysters did a lot of bad, but they also did 
you know, some good along the way. You know, it, it wasn't all horrendous, but they were despised after the Premier League very much because they just like took all the money, didn't they? And you know, they didn't yeah. invest it, and we ended up going down. But 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 this guy for Wigan, oh my days, you know. This I mean, to be right. fair, right? They 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 were staying up at at some point, yeah, and then they like, oh, got the twelve point deduction, which was like, really? I was like, didn't you just not help them out? I know, no, no but it's but it's getting worse. I don't know, I, I don't know if you've been following it, uh, but he's now um, selling off um, like the training ground, and he's also put the ground up for the stadium up for sale, but he won't allow it to be sold to anybody who's interested in football it's just got to go to property development so he wants the stadium rid of as well so he's come he's just completely destroying the the club which is just i I can't believe what i keep reading so hopefully something will will turn on it but this guy just sounds sound as bad as you could possibly get it's it's incredible but i don't know how the efl allow these people in just yeah they've surely got some background checks on them and stuff like that yeah didn't the same thing happen to Portsmouth, didn't they? They had they had two own yeah. cocky donors as well, didn't they? Uh, yeah, apparently, they and they, they look at look at where they are. And, look at, and you've just got to look at Boy for an example. There's one we can could end up following suit, and maybe Charlton as well. We were Charlton got good news about possible takeover. Yes, last Charlton's been well. in trouble, don't they? What happened with Charlton? Because I know they were really in in trouble, weren't they? People saying they could be the next Berry to go, so. We look yes. like Charlton's going by finally take over. The, the fan got to take over. Like, looks like it could end up going through now. Which ah, right, confirmed okay. Jesse during their game last, last night. Well, Leeds well, have had the fair share of bad owners, haven't they? Yeah, that's much. <laughs> what, Ken Bates? And then that's much Chilino as well. Oh, yeah, right. Would we with Chilino try sacking Brian McDermott when he weren't even in charge of the club? Yeah, yeah. crazy that one. It was mad. Sacked him and then got reinstated the next day during the or we beating Huddersfield five 0 at the time under his assistant who took charge on that day. Yeah, mm. it was a bit of a, a crazy right. one with Leeds, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. So, my, yeah, to be fair. So, so obviously that's obvious. Our, our quick introduction and a little yeah. mumbling on for. A, Good few minutes there. So uh-huh. the first first game that we're going to talk about is the Community Shield game between Arsenal and Liverpool, which finished mm. Arsenal 1, Liverpool 1, and it went straight to a penalty shootout with Arsenal winning 5-4 on penalties. The goal scorers for Arsenal were Aubameyang and Minamino in the game. Um, so what's your thoughts on this, Mike? I thought we played well. Um, I thought we we had a really good game actually, as as we have done in the later sort of uh, end of that season against the big boys. We we you know won the FA Cup as well. Uh, we were able to beat Chelsea and Man City along the way there, and uh, you know we beat Liverpool in the league campaign as well at the end of that. Although they'd already won the title by that point by quite a long margin, um, quite a convincing margin. But I thought we actually played really well. We played some good football, and if you look at the goal that we scored. Uh, we broke Liverpool's press and, you know, we counted on them and were able to go and score with that Aubameyang goal. And that was a really well-taken finish. Um, yes, they came back into it and were stronger after that in the second half and, you know, probably rightly deserved their equaliser. Uh, but all the penalties were called as you like, really. And, um, yeah, it's uh, it's just great to get that winning mentality as early as you can. Yep. So we'll ask you the same question there, Sean. 
it, yeah, like we we were dogged from like from the start. Really, like we knew what game plan Arteta sort of set us out to do. Like we weren't going to attack Liverpool from the start because they would have uh, scored many goals. But we just sort of went, okay, break us down if you can, sort of thing. I mean, I didn't see Salah do anything. I didn't see Mane do anything. I certainly didn't see Firmino do anything. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So like to go to say right. We, we didn't even play like a full preseason game yet, you know what I mean? Like, because all the players weren't coming back from holiday yet, and to beat them was is, is bittersweet, if you know what I mean. Because Arteta is changing our mentality, people need to start believing and backing the guy. Oh, I, I agree with that as well. And you think if you look at that lineup as well, we were without the likes of Pepe and Lacazette and Willian, and there was quite a few players in that squad. Um, you know, El Nenny came in, for example, who didn't even feature at all for the club last season. He was out on loan. So it was kind of the forgotten man. And he came in and put in a good shift, didn't he? Yes, he did. El Nenny, the real Egyptian king. <laughs> Sorry, Nicole. Uh, so we'll go to Nicole on the, her version of it. <laughs> no offence taken. Um, yeah, I thought... It, I, I saw a lot of people say that we deserve to lose well, I don't think we did it's just not that Arsenal deserved to lose either I thought it was a pretty even match to be fair um it came down to penalties someone's got to lose haven't they and unfortunately Brewster tried something that uh didn't quite work because um you know the keeper didn't even save it uh it hit the crossbar but um someone's got to lose and I think he regrets it and I think he'll think on it um I thought it was an even match and fair play to Arsenal, to be fair. And as I will say about Jurgen Klopp as well, he showed his class after that, you know, getting the boys to stay behind and to uh, applaud Arsenal and um, to watch them lift the trophy and stuff. And I'm sure he had a few words and, and uh, you know, wanted to use that as motivation to push on for, for better things with Liverpool as well. So he's a, a very humble and very class man in that aspect as well with Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, definitely. And... We'll go to you next, Russ. I thought it was a very good game, actually. I thought Arsenal looked in control for most of it. And, uh, Liverpool had a goal disallowed early on through Virgil van Dijk's off, offside goal, which I thought were, was definitely offside. But Arsenal defended really, really well. Aubameyang took his goal well. I couldn't see Liverpool breaking through. I've seen majority of Liverpool's pre-season prior to that game. And... With Mane, Firmino and Salah up front, the main three, then in the pre-season games, they struggled to break down oppositions like Stuttgart in games like that in the past, where in in pre-season they did the same with Arsenal and when they fetched on the youngsters like Sir Brewster, Jones, that's when they managed to show the creativity to break through and get past the players in Arsenal's defence and create the chances which and give them the goals. So I think that was a the play better when the youngsters come on. And if but then again, you know, you can look at Arsenal on our side of it. We brought on Reese Nelson and uh, who else came on? Um, Joe Willock as well. And Willock could have probably scored at the end to, to give us that 2-1 at the end of the, of the normal 90 minutes as well. Yeah, you, you are there, Mike. You could have done, but Liverpool held firm towards the end as well to make sure that goal didn't go in at the end to take it to penalties and then to lottery. And, I've, and then... When Brewster missed his penalty by hitting the crossbar, Cedric, who's a right back by trade, just showed him 
our penalties should be taken by just <laughs> simply putting it into the back of the net. Could yeah, David Luiz as well. You know, David Luiz yeah, took Louise it well, really well. <laughs> really good uh, performance from David Luiz on that day. Um, and he took that penalty away really well. We got through 90 minutes and he only trained one day beforehand. He trained on the, on the Friday and that was the only time he trained in pre-season. Yeah. And also, Merlin Niles showed what he could do in that game. I thought he had a very good game and took his penalty well, considering a move has been hanging over his head, potentially going to Wolves. Hmm. Right. And Lee, did you watch this game? I just saw bits of it. I mean, I know, you know, I saw the stats of it. Liverpool had like 60% possession, didn't they, in that game? Uh, but it was it was pretty even, Stevens, really. It's just unfortunate, I suppose, for the for the Liverpool youngster, you know, just hope he's not, you know, penalties are hard. You know, it was Ryan Brewster, was it? That's his name. He came on. Yeah, yeah uh, Ryan Brewster. Yeah, yeah. 96 minutes subbed in and then he was the only one to, to, to miss. So, you know, as a young kid, it, it's, it's daunting, isn't it? You wouldn't like to be taking a penalty at Wembley. <laughs> you just, you know, you come on as a late sub. So, you know, I feel a bit sorry for him, but, you know, Liverpool won lots and they still look a very good side, don't they? What do you think? Do you think they look to, you know, they looked as, as good as they were finishing last season, would you say? Still look to be pretty um, I still think they're a good side. I still think they'll be up there challenging for the title and stuff as well. They might not win it. You don't know what's going to happen with Man City and stuff yet as well. And Chelsea no. are stretching really well. Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. But uh, yeah, from what I saw, it was. Um, but it's it's just a lottery. I mean, you, know, you get to penalties. I hate penalties. Blackpool went out on penalties on on Saturday uh, in the uh, Carabao Cup against Stoke. Yeah, so did Stevenage as well. Um, yeah, I was uh, watching that one previously, and then uh, we never win penalty shootout. Game on, and Stephen has lost their penalty shootout as well. So it was yeah. a, a kind of a bit of a 50 50 day on penalties. That one for me, yeah. I think Blackpool have only ever won one penalty shootout, and they, all the time I've been watching them, they just won once at Wembley when they got promoted against, um, yeah, they lost against Tur- Turkey and then we got prom- promoted the next year. It, it, it's a one time, oh, against Scunthorpe, yeah. We scunt up at Wembley, and I think that's the only time I've ever seen Blackpool win a penalty shootout. Other than that, we normally lose, so I don't like him. They're not my favourite. They're not my favourite way to decide a football, but football game in England is set as well. It's haunted so, by it, aren't we? <laughs> Most of the yeah, time, yeah. Uh, Brewster as well. I was just going to say that was the only touch of the ball he had as well. So uh, it's well, not exactly great for him, is it? Well, no, to be honest, we, uh, the, the pressure, the pressure of taking a penalty. Though is 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 very hard. You got to think where where am I going to put this? Where the keeper is going to go? And then yeah. you got to select what what like if you're going to put it in the corner. Should I put it on the left hand side or the right hand side? Should I top bin it or you know what I mean yeah. to do that and focus at the same time is is a lot of pressure because I know oh, I, I play I play in goal so like I've had many penalties against me and nine times out of ten I'll probably save them. But nine times yeah, out of ten, I'll probably miss them as well. <laughs> wow. That's a right. good record. Say, say nine out of ten. Really? Yeah, yeah, it is a good record. It is. I'm just giving it I'm just giving it a stat, you know what I mean? Like nine times out of ten, the person normally scores them as well, you know what I mean? So So, right. so that we're now going into the first proper segment. So we'll go on to the Carabao Cup. Oh, here we go, this one. Yeah, the, the competition we don't want to talk about because we both lost on penalties. <laughs> so, yeah. So, nobody first... cares, really, do they? To, to be honest, does anybody really care about this cup? It's the most it's the most despised cup well, in the whole... Well, nobody's but, but, the final, even the, nobody's interested in it. No, no, no one will be, be out of it, anyways. 
no one would be interested in it unless their team wins it, and then they're yeah, interested exactly. in it. Yes, that's how they win. say. That's how they see it. Like I've I've heard people go, "Oh, it's just a Mickey Mouse club and all this and all." I got a great idea. I got a great idea. Why don't we just take the Premier League clubs out of it and put mm. non-league teams in it? It make it more work better. Well, the non-league clubs survive on the FA Cup. You know, we went uh, on on Friday. We went to film. We were invited to go and film at Trafford FC. Okay, um, right. It was friendly, so uh, I've actually got a video coming up on my YouTube channel soon. It was more like a documentary we did on it, and it was fabulous, absolutely fabulous. We were treated so lovely. They were so friendly. They were so welcoming. You know, they actually welcomed us into film and film the game and everything. You know, whereas normally it's it's not quite that that way you know we, we went to Rotherham you know they didn't like us filming even I was trying to film the disabled toilets and just show people how wonderful they were and they they, they weren't having any of it so they were quite miserable there but it was so nice and so welcoming at, at non-league and uh, they really do you know need that FA Cup money it's desperate for them and, and at the moment you know they've been five months without revenue and a lot of them are really struggling so um, yeah if they could get another cup I'm sure they would love it really because they have to go through a hell of a lot of qualifying rounds just to get they into do, the they, first they round. It's, it's, about, it's, it's, absolute, it's absolutely seven, ridiculous. Seven games, I think, before they get yeah, seven, the first round. <laughs> wow. It's you know, you'd win the FA power. Cup, wouldn't you, if you were like a normal team? Seven yeah. games in the FA Cup, you, it's yours. So, so they've got to do seven before they even get in the first round. So it's an incredible feat for these non-league clubs. But it brings them money in, you know, and that's, that's it, isn't it? Well, well, Lincoln, Lincoln, and Sutton are great examples of it. Look at the cup run they had, like a couple. I think it was a couple of years ago or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, they both played at Arsenal, didn't they? Arsenal knocked. Yeah, them yeah, yeah. So, so like, they clubs like that can set an example for other teams and go. Do you know what? We can actually go further than we actually are. Yeah. Well, it's a dream of every non-league club to do that. It's it's a dream, isn't it? But uh, only a few can get through. You know, only they've got to get through so many rounds to get there. It's unbelievable. But it is. It's mad. It's it, it's like the FA Cup is almost dismissed now as a competition. It, you know, even the FA Cup. You know, to a certain extent, the big clubs are you know are just fielding young teams, aren't they? And reserve, you know, and putting out the youth and everything, and they don't take it seriously till right to the end. Whereas. Uh, you know, you know, for non-league clubs, it's so vital, and and they've actually halved the prize money for them this year, haven't they? Which I thought was that's a, right, they have, yeah. A bit sad, really. You know, I'm, I'm sure the money they pay to non-league clubs is nothing compared to the you know, yeah. billions mm. they get spent, and they need that that money. And I, I just think it's a shame, really, that they've done that. I, I don't see the, I don't see what the gain is to that, really. I thought, but anyway, right. you know, yeah, so I agree. It's a good idea. The, uh... Most of them usually go on and play Arsenal as well. We spoke about Sutton and Lincoln. Farnborough back in the day was another one as well. Oh, my God. You just brought up Farnborough United. <laughs> oh, my days. Not a bad Those memory. Days. No, that was a good day. We won 7-0, but, you know, Farnborough. 5-1, uh, I think it was. 5-1. Well, fair yeah. play to Farnborough for turning up and, you know, and sit. We even played Plymouth a few years back as well, you know what I mean, in one of the Cups as well, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. Last season, yeah, yeah. Right, so we'll talk about this EFL Cup. So, results mm. from Saturday 29th of August was Blackburn 3, Doncaster 2, Preston 4, Mansfield 0, Stevenage 3, Man uh, Portsmouth 3, and obviously Stoke 0, Blackpool 0, but both Stevenage and Blackpool lost out on penalties. Stevenage lost out 
on penalties. It's 3-1, wasn't it, I think? 3-1. And Blackpool lost out on penalties 5-4. Yeah. So, so mm. Mike, you can take the centre stage on Stevenage because you watched that game. Yeah, before. I watched the majority of it. I thought we actually played really well considering um, how last season went, you know, the, the fact we were right down rock bottom of the league and really struggling. I think uh, this was actually quite an encouraging performance in a uh, number of aspects. Going 2-0 up in the first 10 minutes as well. That's always good to, you know, get the early goals. Um, and then Portsmouth got one back and Ronan Curtis, that was a, a good finish as well. Uh, and then captain Scott Cuthbert made it 3-1 and uh, got that second, that, um, third goal there, sorry, I should say. Um, and then in the second half, they uh, came back and, well, they, they was 3-2 by that point, actually, because they got the penalty right at the end of the first half as well. Um, and John Marquis equalised for Portsmouth in the 51st minute there. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's quite an interesting one because last season, Stevenage, you know, as I said, finished rock bottom in the league, could have easily been relegated, um, got the reprieve and a quite fortunate to still be in the Football League um, with what happened with Macclesfield and things like that. And uh, it's a good workout. Yes, we've gone out and it's the Portsmouth keeper, sub-keeper, in fact, who came on at half-time. He was a hero that day. Uh, Save three of the penalties. Save from Ben Coker, from uh, Danny Newton, and I can't remember who the third one was from. I'm trying to remember now. Uh, Charlie Carter. Oh, sorry, yeah, Elliot Osborne, yeah. That's right. Um, so, you know, he made those saves there. Um, and in the Effiong scored our, our penalty is the only one that scored out of the lot for us. Uh, but I think we'll do better this season. And uh, even to show that we can compete against a team like that, um, you know, yes, we've gone 2-0 up and let them get back into it and gone 3-1 up and then done the same again. But it's, it's very early days. And I think we're, we'll get a lot more than three wins this season. I can say that. And uh, I don't see us being near the bottom of the league again. I think uh, we've changed enough. We've strengthened enough. We've got a good mix of youth and experience in there now to uh, be challenging more up at the, the right end of the division. And we'll go to Lee on his thoughts on Stoke v Blackpool. Hmm. Well, we're, there's a pretty much a, a bit of a, a very good feel factor down at Blackpool this season. We've made some good signings. We've got this Neil Critchley who was... Um, He's from Liverpool and he was a head of the Liverpool Academy under 23s. He'd been there about eight years. He'd gone from under 18 to under 23s. He's very well respected at Liverpool and he's he's bringing in some players and he's starting to play football in that sort of Liverpool style, which compared to what we had with Simon Grayson last year is, is, is absolutely wonderful. So we're all pretty enthusiastic and we actually played very, very well against Stoke. But Stoke just defended everything that we threw at him, really. You know, they were very... Very good in defence, and um, so we lost on penalties. But you know, Jane and I were discussing it after, and we said basically, you know, the, the thing to take from the match was we played very well, but we went out on penalties. So we're not all that bothered really whether we went through or not. But you know, the performance was good, and that's probably you know good enough. If See, that that's very much like Steenage as well. I'm sure Alex Ravel probably said the same, um, or very similar to the boys the next day or, or on Monday in training. He probably said, you know. We've got enough about us here. We, you know, you can see we can score goals. Yeah, uh, we've got bits of work on defensively, but you know, at the end of the day, that will come. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and if you perform well, it's good for you. But uh, it, it's it, Jerry Yates as well. So who Blackpool have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we have. Um, he looks, he looks okay. We've signed this lad called CJ Hamilton as well. 
Um, he's, he's, God, he's so fast. He, he really is electric. So he's going to be, you know, we've signed a lot of youth and uh, yeah, we look pr pretty good to be honest. So we're all, we're all uh, prediction promotion this year in Blackpool. So we're very enthusiastic. But I'm always enthusiastic. You have to be, don't you? A football fan, you have to believe every year that you're going to go up, and that's just how it is, isn't it? You end up kicking the cat after a game, but uh, normally, but uh, but yeah, we're all sort of, you know, we all think we're going to get promotion, and that's that's hopefully how it's going to be. We shall yeah. see. So, anyone else got any thoughts on them games? Uh, well, Black Blackburn of. Blackburn for the Blackburn to win three two is was a pretty much entertaining game uh, with um, Doncaster to be you know three two and it's like you know like you always nice like to see a, a five goal thriller between two good clubs so it's like yeah and then Adam Armstrong scored the winner in uh, the penalty I think he scored the penalty didn't he he scored the penalty to win uh, the game Adam Armstrong scored yeah the penalty in the the eighty first yeah 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 so. Basically, that's you know what I mean. I always like to see teams to go a five goal thriller and see who wins out of that one. Well. Um, they went one nil up, didn't they? And then they went to two one to um Doncaster and then they came back and won that three two, um, right towards the end. So good combat that for Blackburn and uh, really you know, good win. Um, they're a decent side as well. I think they'll do well, Blackburn, this year. And uh, you know, long gone are the days when they won the Premier League, but you know, it'd be nice to see them. Uh, you know, at least push on towards that a little bit and, and get a promotion under the belt. Hmm. And to be honest, me, I thought Stevenage were unfortunate. I mean, I, when I saw this game, I was like, 2-1? Am I seeing things? And then, two two one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it went 3-1 Stevenage, and I was like, am I seeing things? Am I seeing things? So I had to check Twitter, which is where you use most of the useful scores. Mm -hmm. And it was right. And I was just like, let's look at Portsmouth's team. And strong. to be honest, yeah, it was strong. It was a, apart from the goalkeeper, it was a pretty strong goal, a pretty strong team. Yeah. So I was just like, maybe Stevenage have come to fortune. And obviously, after getting their reprieve from last season, yeah, and only winning three games, I thought, well, maybe this is the turnaround for Stevenage. Mm. And we go to Barrow as well, first game of the season, so that's a, a challenge um, in itself, a very tricky one there. And um, you know, yeah. we've got experience of playing Barrow in the, the lower leagues, in the in the national league, the conference as well. Uh, the last time we played Barrow was in the FA Trophy final, the year that we won promotion. And uh, we lost that one and we could have had a double. So it might be uh, a little bit of revenge there, uh, possibly as well. Yeah, they did well last year, Barrow, didn't they? We went down, we, Blackpool played Barrow last season, pre-season. Pre we we went to Barrow and uh, Ian Everett was a manager then and he was um, a, a former Blackpool player. And um, when my dad uh, died, he actually, before he died, he came to visit my dad in the hospital. There was a big article on some, some article I'd writ written on a fan's forum and they came to see my dad. And uh, so I have a lot of respect for Ian. So I, I went to interview him at Barrow and uh, brought him luck, I think. I don't know. He, he did really well. They were playing in that Barrow Salona, didn't they say? The, the That's right. Barrow Salona. Yeah. Barrow Salona. <laughs> Barrow Salona. Yeah. But of course, he's gone to Bolton, which has soiled his reputation with Blackpool fans because obviously we don't like Bolton. It's a local rival. So, But Bolton seems to be signing up quite a lot of uh, ex-Blackpool uh, players. But that's... Um, so, 
Um, don't know how Barrow are going to go on this uh, season, obviously without Evert. So, but the manager okay. there is um, who's the manager they got there? That's just gone completely. I mean, Barrow. Uh, let's have a look. I'm trying to remember his name now. What was his name? He was with Black David Dunn. Yes, David of Dunn. course. Yeah, David yeah, Dunwell, he took over. He, he was um, part of the coaching staff at Blackpool. And when we sacked Simon Grayson, he took over for a few games. And to his credit, he did all right, to be honest. He was all right. Uh, so I wish him well at Barrow. I hope he does okay. But uh, it's a bit of a long journey for you, isn't it, from Stevenage up to Barrow? It's like the back of beyond. <laughs> well, it's just as long as Plymouth to Carlisle. <laughs> but lucky enough, we don't have to do that this season. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's a long way, but it's it's a long way for Barrow once you get off the motorway. You know, it's one of those windy traveling roads. All, oh, traveling all the way through, like the you know the start of the Lake District. It's, it's quite. It doesn't matter way. where you go. If you win, it's all right. If you lose, it's a nightmare. Well, that's yeah. Absolutely. yeah. <laughs> so obviously, we're going to move into the fixtures yeah. of the EFL Cup from yeah. that start on Friday, the fourth of September through to Sunday the 6th of September. So we've got Middlesbrough v Shrewsbury, Barton Albion versus Accrington Stanley. Who are they? they? (laughs) (laughs) That's obvious. That's on Friday. Yeah. Apart they signed a few players from Newcastle on loan, uh, Aki, and I talked to a Newcastle vlogger called uh, Toon Army TV. You got a little local Sharky, good friend of our show, and he was saying these lads they've got are pretty decent, Accrington Stanley. So they said, watch out for them. Okay. So, so, so we'll be doing Saturday, it's Derby versus Barrow, which is the live mm. game on Sky Sports. Yeah, wow. big game. Really big game, that one. Yeah. Plymouth oh. versus QPR. Ooh. Ooh. Fancy Plymouth on that one, to be honest. I yeah, know. I do as well. I think QPR, you know, they've got a, a good squad that they're getting together. Um, Ilias Chair is a big part of that, who was on loan at Stevenage uh, two seasons ago now. Um, and uh, they've got Joe Lumley, who was at Stevenage as well, and Luke Amos as well, who was also on the, the books at the, the club down here. Um but uh, no, I think uh, that could be Ryan a- Hardy as well, aren't you? On loan from Blackpool, you love him, don't you? Yes, I you do. You really like him, and he never really got a chance. He's only played about three games for, for Blackpool, and we quite like the look of him. But Simon Grace scored him one of them as well, if I remember. But um, came off the bench for you a lot, scored loads of goals, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> super <laughs> sub. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer esque. Um, yeah. So. The next one, Crawley versus Millwall. Yeah, that could be a tasty game as well. Two uh, sides there, yeah. That's going to be a right game, that is. Killing themselves. Yeah, yeah. Bristol City, Exeter. Yeah. Walsall versus Sheffield Wednesday. All of these are prior... not even three o'clock kickoffs, and I'm what's going happened to... with Wednesday? They've been let off, haven't they? The EFL have yeah. let them off or That's something, right. yeah, which sounded a lot of garbage. They got, to, they got a 12 point deduction. Oh, they've been given a 12 point, so, no, yeah, yeah, they have. They have, yeah, no, they yeah, have been given a 12 point deduction season. this this season. They started oh. on minus 12. I thought they got away with it. I thought someone, no, no, they didn't. They Derby did. Derby did, uh, but Sheffield Wednesday oh, yeah, did not. Derby that, yeah, it's Derby that's got away with it, isn't it? Which is an odd one. Again, it, none of it makes any sense to me with this EFL. I can't. It just seems yeah. to be one real for EFL, one and one real for the uh, other. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's it's um, 
you know, take Macclesfield, for example, as well. Yes, I'm pleased that we got the reprieve at the end sure, of the day. Yeah. Um, but Macclesfield, you know, they've been deducted more points than I, I don't remember, you know, teams being deducted this many points in the past. No, it's incredible. But I, have, you know, when, um, wages. I, I remember when um, I think when Southampton got deducted for minus 30, I think, at one stage, I think. I'm not sure when that was. But it was, they, yeah, they, they really wanted to send Macclesfield down there. You can see to. that because they just kept deducting yeah. them points after points after points. And I think they must have been deducted probably 30, 40 odd points by right? the whole end of the season, nearly short, like probably something like that, 30 points or so. So, <laughs> this comment from Kerry, Kerry Roach. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to hate football. That's my mum. We're going to be talking about football, <laughs> Kerry. So, top one. <laughs> the Warsaw game against Wednesday is also so obviously we're game. moving on to the three o'clock games it's yeah. Warsaw v Nottingham Forest mm. Birmingham City versus uh, King uh, Forest, Barnsley, is Barnsley Forest is it yeah 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 it's Barnsley Forest right now Warsaw mm. Forest Warsaw, Warsaw Forest yeah. Wednesday yeah. on yes, Sky that's Barnsley. a good game that's Nottingham a good game isn't it that one Mm-hmm. Barnsley looked a better, you know. You know they finished um, is, yeah. quite well, didn't they last season? Yeah, I think they'll be a force. And, and Forest only just missed out on the playoffs, didn't they? Well, they missed out in the playoffs, should I say? Once again, yeah. Uh, could be so, a t- don't know how to call that one, to be honest. Birmingham City versus Cambridge, Bolton versus Bradford, Crew versus Lincoln, Fleetwood versus Wigan, mm-hmm. Forest Green versus Leighton Orient, Grimsby versus Morecambe. Yeah, the only two uh, game there, yeah. Ipswich versus Bristol Rovers. Luton versus Norwich. That could be an upset, possibly. <sighs> I know they're in the same division now, but that could still be an upset as well. I think Luton could do them. MK Dons v Coventry. Newport mm. v Swansea. Northampton versus Cardiff. Oldham versus Carlisle. Yeah, another old league too, yeah. Oxford versus Wimbledon. Peterborough versus Cheltenham, Reading versus Colchester, Rochdale versus Huddersfield, Salford v Rotherham, Scunthorpe v Port Vale, Sunderland v Ho, Swindon v Charlton, and Tramier playing Harrogate. Yeah, and Brentford Wickham at the end as well, yeah. Well, that's that was- another... St- that's another strange that's game, isn't it? Sunderland versus Hull. Sunderland versus Hull. I mean, they're both teams, you know, stuck in. Well, Hull got relegated. They seem a team in a real mess there again. I, you know, I was going on their fans' forums and they're really unhappy with the owners and stuff. Uh, Sunderland are looking. I mean, they are fate, the bookies' favourites, but, you know, talking to Newcastle fans and people around there, they say Sunderland are in, you know, in, in a bit of mess. So. And they've been stuck in this League One for a few years now, haven't they? Sunderland, the massive club. So that's two big, big clubs. It's a, you know, normally that you would expect that to be a championship game, wouldn't you? At least. And yeah, then obviously yeah, the, Sunday, the Sunday game is the Brentford versus Wickham game as well. So Oh, that's Sunday. Okay. All right. Mm. You got some you got some great you got some great fixtures there coming coming already, you know what I mean? Like you just don't know who's going to win what and who, which team is going to cause. Like I, I'm backing on Mike saying that Luton is going to cause an upset against Norwich. To be honest, I think they could beat them. I think you can look at um, Derby and Barrow. That's going to be a really interesting tie there with uh, Barrow's first uh, time in the competition. See how they get on. Um, see and if they were, as well, Mike. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Harrogate. Yeah. Harrogate. Yeah, see how both of those two sides can get on. Be good to see if one of them gets an upset, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and Wayne Rooney playing against a team that just come up from non-league, so that's going to be interesting. It's going to be. Yeah, in- Fit and available because he missed yesterday's game with Sheffield United. Derby's friendly match with Sheffield United for injury, Rooney. Yeah. So it depends on if he's fit and available for the match this weekend, whether he takes part or he may just do a coaching part and be and rest for the opening league game week after. Maybe they, they may have rested him yesterday due to the Carabao Cup starting. Yeah. Or they yeah. might just said that he's injured and resting him for next week's first game of the season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they'll yeah. do that man and leave him for first game of the season. And with Salford game right against Rotherham, Salford That's... have got a player who used to be on loan with Rotherham in their, in their ranks in Richie Towell, who had a very good loan spell with Rotherham. Rotherham tried to sign him back. Yeah. But he went to Salford for, well, they offered him now's more money than well, they couldn't have been sending quite a lot of players with nothing in big wages. And I can understand why with the likes of Nicky Paul, Paul Scholes, Scarry and Phil Neville behind him. The, and David Beckham would be behind him for one point until he took a, until he set up into Miami in, in America. So I can see why Tal probably went there and be hoping to he'll probably try and prove a point to what I'm saying. They should have got him permanently before Salford did and he may want to try and get one over on his former club and help Salford get through something which he tried doing when they played Leeds last season but obviously Leeds class showed through in that game and probably with Robin six additions in so far can show things happening quite as quite well they've seen them sign a goalkeeper today so uh, so who's that that they've just signed then uh, the goalkeeper Victor Johansson, he Sweden international. He used to be a Leicester. His contract to Leicester just expired. He was the under twenty three goalkeeper at Leicester. Signed a two year deal. It's going to be number two to Jamal Blackman, with Lewis Price being the third choice keeper at Rotherham United this coming season. Right, no right, Brad. If you're still in here and you've seen much of him from the under twenty threes, what would you say sort of goalkeeper is he, mate? And, there's no now passing on to some of me, Robin Mace, who I know, and some of the media team that I know, Robin would like, and they have other advertisers as well, see what to let me know a bit, of a bit about him. But from his interview, he sounds a very good goalkeeper, and he said he spoke to Dan Everson, who was a Robin last season from Leicester, and he spoke highly of Robin, and that's that part of the pop, that part persuaded him to join the Millers this season. He said, Warrington's a very good goalkeeping coach, Andy Warrington, the ex one goalkeeper there who used to be a Lincoln in the goalkeeping department, goal coaching department, that is. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say there, has anyone got anything that they can see as a you know potential upset from this? You know, uh, out of these coming fixtures over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? I'm well, like you, like, like, like you said, I think, I think Luton could could cause one over against Norwich. You know what I mean? Norwich mm. have just got relegated and they could be like, Luton could be like, hey, on we can actually take these, you know what I mean? So, like, Luton will be, like, buzzing, going, yeah, we could play we could play them, like, but they're looking forward to playing Watford, you know what I mean, Luton? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, what about that's some of the other ties as well? Plymouth and QPR, something like that? Yeah, Go on, Plymouth. Fancy Plymouth. I fancy Plymouth. Newport against Swansea. Newport could cause a shock. 
I know they did well last season. I know Swansea did well last season. Their league, Newport, they want to try and cause an upset, try and get through to round two, play some of the Premier League sides who are not in Europe next season and try and get one of the Premier League sides who are going to be in European competitions round after. So they might want to try and get through and knock Championship Club out and try and get, knock a couple of Premier League sides out, depending on all the drawing next round should they get through. Mm. Um, yeah, I was going to say, can you, Cambridge at, uh, at Birmingham, anyone? Anyone fancy that? <laughs> fancy Birmingham on that one. I, th- I think Birmingham, I think Birmingham, Birmingham, Birmingham just retired the twenty-two shirt, which is what, what, like what? Hang on a minute, why? You know what I mean what the hell? So that, uh, got uh, again, 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 another another club that's got that has had, I think, dodgy owners or something like that. Birmingham, mm. so. They've yeah, now yeah. just signed George Friend and Adam Clayton, who have had their contracts expired from Middlesbrough. So I think Birmingham are going to be going for it. Yeah. yeah. And I talked Glenn yeah. could fetch loads to win to Middlesbrough as well, didn't he? Uh, no. He, well, he worked, well, he worked with them both. At he worked well with them. And, and they worked very well together. And he will know his system that he wants to play. So they can... Probably, that's probably why he signed him up, so he can fit into his... Because he knows those two can fit into their his style and his system that he wants to play next season. So maybe he's looking to try and fetch a few players who he worked with in Middlesbrough to Birmingham and the St. Andrews Trillian Trophy Stadium, which is now officially titled as... Where Coventry City will also be playing their home games this season as well. This, this is another thing. I... I honestly see a shock happening on Friday night, well, Friday evening. I think Shrewsbury are going to do for. I hate to yeah, say. Yeah, I feel that they got they might be able to get a result then. Yeah, I, I think Shrewsbury have, have strengthened Middlesbrough. Neil Warnock's brought in just the one sign in at the moment, and clean tilling too, right? No, Grant Hall. Yeah, Grant Hall, and I wasn't sure. We, I couldn't be whether. We, Clinton or Grant Hawks, I know the both central defenders and the both work similar to the very similar I mean, players you see. So I weren't sure which one it was. I can't remember which one it was, to be honest, mate. So I was just going to say as well, just looking at this one, Newport and Swansea. Newport have uh, you know caused a few cup updates in the past. Do you think they could do it they, again? I think they could. I think they could. You know what I mean? Don't don't mock, don't disrespect uh, Newport. I mean, they've knocked out like. Leeds United, you know what I mean, at, at FA, home in, in the FA, FA Cup. Cup. So mm. you never know. You never know with teams. You know what I mean? They could they could be up up first and go go. Do you know what, lads? Right, we can do this. We can absolutely knock anyone out if we can well, believe on, on the day. Leicester was the, the main one. Yeah, I mean, it, it, if, a few seasons ago, yeah. If you set up for me, if you set up a team to believe that they can win, then obviously they're going to win, aren't they? You know what I mean? Like just show show no fear against them. Yeah, no, I agree there, Sean, to be fair, mate. I agree with what you're saying. And Red Saiz at that point when the Noctile leads and he got sent off for spitting towards the end, sent off by Mike Dean, and it was later confirmed why he got sent off because originally at the time, everyone was thinking, why is he being sent off here? What, what's he done? What's he done? Because no one saw it. And the cameras didn't pick it up either. And then the, yeah. the, the fillet got the pointy... From the referee afterwards, and the referee afterwards, and that's when they told the referee. The referee told him why he got sent off, so then he put it out so everyone knew why he was sent off before speaking to Thomas Christensen about the 
incident as well, which let me later apologise for. All right, fair enough. Um, do you want to move on, right, for the uh, leasing, um, leasing.com games? Do you want to get into some of them? Yeah, we'll move on into the leasing.com trophy games, which are happening on um, Tuesday, the 8th of September, but some are, I'm sure. I played did. last night, yeah, yeah. I'm liking the little graphic you've got going on there for the uh, Scud there. <laughs> Thank you. Graphic. You design that yourself. Yeah, I've got a very good mate of mine that is doing all the graphics for us. Oh right, okay. I was going to say it's very good. I like it. It's, it's uh, nice. It's very yeah, good. yeah. So, so that we review these first two games, which is Carlisle one, Fleetwood three, yeah, and Wimbledon two, Charlton one. I mean. To be honest, Charlton are in such a mess at the moment. They don't know what's happening with their club at the moment. I feel quite as bad. I feel bad for them, to be honest, because they're a big club, like Lee pointed out. Like they're a big club, and the mess they're in is just absolutely shambles, mm. to be honest. And you know what I mean? Wimbledon deserved to win because they were the much better team than them. Yeah. I don't really follow the leasing.com. I'm not, I'm in the, the camp that doesn't really like that competition. I'm uh, in the camp that it doesn't agree with that it should even be a, a competition that, that takes place in football. It's kind of one of those ones that I'm, I'm in the camp. I mean, I just don't mind about the, um, the leasing cup, uh, leasing.com at all. I think it's just kind of one of those competitions that seems to be a bit of a waste of time in my book, but yeah. Mike, I think it's been a waste of time since they fetched in like the only twenty one teams. When they were just League One and League Two clubs, yeah. that were perfectly fine. But when they've fetched in these under twenty one clubs, it's not really been the same since because under twenty one clubs are having to play all their games away, whereas some of the clubs say like Lee for example, some of the clubs in the Premier League may be losing a bit of money from sales people coming through the turnstiles. So maybe with these games we could get people through to us. There's only a small hundred in one block of the st- stand or just one section of the stadium splitting up because of COVID and they can get money in that way through the turnstiles rather than trying to get money in by sales of shirts and stuff like that. But with League One and League Two clubs, it worked perfectly fine. I went to one last year, Wallen versus Man United on 23s on 21s and... They actually said there, and what Man, Man, the Man United fans were sectioned in with the same, virtually somewhere in the same stand as Rotherham fans. Yeah, that's what Steamers do. Steamers only open up one stand, and that's it. And they kind of just split it between whoever's you know Steamers are playing on the day and Stevenage. Yeah, but um, but Rotherham did open a bit of the away end because more Man United fans all travelled, and that's so there were a few in there. But then the section towards the end, and then. Majority in the away stand, which is the mere south stand, which because I've been in every single stand of Wallam's ground now. That's all right, uh, then. So go and watch Wallam a few times as you as you yeah. know, Mike. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, so uh, with the leasing leasing dot com trophy there, I think that was part of the reason why Stephen has struggled so much last season because they did put a lot of effort into that competition as well. Um, and you know they won three league games, but they won more than that in the leasing leasing dot com trophy and. I think we got to quite far in that. Um, 
and it kind of was a, a factor in why we struggled in the league campaign, I think, personally. Yeah. So the fixtures for that Tuesday, 8th of September, AFL Trophy, or Leasing.com Trophy as it's known as, is Sunderland versus Aston Villa under-21s, Morecambe versus Rochdale, Bolton versus Crew, Port Vale versus Tramier, Mansfield versus Man City under-21s, Lincoln under... No, Lincoln versus Scunthorpe, Doncaster versus Bradford, Accrington Stanley v Leeds United under 21s, mm-hmm. Blackpool versus Barrow, mm. Hull City versus Leicester City under 21s, Grimsby versus Harrogate, Southend versus West Ham United under 21s, mm-hmm. Portsmouth v Colchester, Gillingham v Crawley. Ipswich v Arsenal under 21s, MK Dons v Northampton, Bristol Rovers v Warsaw, Oxford United v Chelsea under 21s, Exeter City v Forest Green Rovers, Swindon Town v West Brom Mitch Albion under 21s. Newport County v Cheltenham, Plymouth Argyle versus Norwich City's under 21s, Leighton Orient v Brighton and Hove Albion under 21s, Peterborough versus Burton under 21s, no, Burton, sorry, yeah, yeah, Uh Burton senior team, not under 21s, Cambridge. United v Fulham under 21s. So, so a great pile of fixtures there. Yeah, I'm mm. just looking as well about how the last season's one uh, actually finished as well. It finished virtually, didn't it? And Salford won it with Ibu Torre um, winning against Steve Seddon. Um, Salford beating uh, Portsmouth there in the virtual final uh, by playing it on EA Sports FIFA. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> is, that how they, is that how they finished that game? Oh, my yeah, it was. You checked the... That's unbelievable, isn't it, really? They're actually they're actually doing the final at some point. They're trying to work out a date with Wembley Stadium in England when they can actually fit, fit it in for the 2020 final. some point this calendar year, maybe one international break when England's away, but maybe not this one because it's some kind of cup first round fixed if... Well, because like Salford just still in, Salford are playing theirs this weekend. So mm. maybe next international break, they may try and fit it in if England's playing away one on one game, fit it in right. that weekend to oh, okay. play the final. Yeah, fellas, still deciding to oh, play. Yeah, that's so on here on this website that it was done via the the AFL.com website. Did that you, says that it was it, done via uh, virtually, and then it's all uh, you know you can access highlights via YouTube on the uh, EFL YouTube. Ah. Did eventually the time it up the time it should have played, Mike. But yeah. now, but they're going to sort out today when they can actually do it. We and try and work out if a few fans, a few members of fans from both sets of clubs, even if it's only like say a thousand each, can mm-hmm. go down and watch the game. Okay. And, and do it then. You've said. So obviously that them big games in there. There's 
Prima Fargo versus Norwich. There's obviously Blackpool as well against Barrow. Barrow. Oh, yeah. Who's in the group with, with you guys anyway? Uh, in the in the Blackpool group. Accrington and Leeds, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. It's Leeds under 20, 23s, is it? Um, yeah, we played Barrow actually in a pre-season friendly, and it's just uh, yeah, yeah, they they weren't that that good to be honest. Beat beat them, so it, it, it's another one of those. It's just another one of those cups. You just don't need it, really, do you? To be yeah, honest, it's, this is probably the least of all the cups. This is really is the least least of anybody's have got any interest in this one at all have they really and it you got to play all these games and they got like a league haven't they and it's just so odd and i don't know yeah if you draw you get one point for the draw and if and then just the penalties and then if you win the penalties you get an extra point for winning the penalties so you can end up with we drawing and getting two points from from yeah, the draw it doesn't make any sense literally just scrap the whole competition and get rid of it i'm, I'm done with it already i've had enough of it now <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think that's a feeling across the board, isn't it? Really, yeah. I mean, the only thing I can think is a run out for your reserve team, isn't it? Really, that's that's what it is, isn't it? It's yeah, but then to... you can't even do that, really, because uh, you have to have a certain number of players that are in the last match squad. Or oh, have you? Have you? Or that are going to feature in the next match as well? Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah even fourth. That's ridiculous. It's just mm-hmm. yes, yeah. Lee. I think is six that you've got to include. Who's in the? Have a, played in the previous game, so right. played in the cup game. If you play this week, if you play this mid, coming midweek. So six who played against Stoke, or six who's going to play in your opening weekends. I've got fixture. to play. I've got to play in this fixture. Yeah? I've got to they play in this fixture. They have to be part of the squad. Yeah, part of the squad. Part of the squad. Yeah. And we under twenty one teams. They they can have two overseas players outfield plus an. Mm. Overage goalkeeper in the squad, so they can have three overage players in one goalkeeper and two outfield players. So, like I said, in four shows coming back from injury, Leeds, maybe Kiko Kassi could feature in the Leeds team against ah. Accrington in that game just to build up match fitness. Which, because the reserve 123s or reserves fixes seasonal kickoff till 12th of September, so they could play in that. Till they get fitness built up, right? Till they're back in for, for first team action. So, could see like Sadden Forshaw coming down to Bloomfield Road and playing for Leeds in that game when we play you. I think it's November. We, I think it's either November or October when we play, when we play Blackpool. I can't remember which what date that is now. But I better find out in a minute. Yeah, fair right. enough. I'm just looking here as well with, with the Stevenage fixtures in that we have uh, Southampton under 21s. You know. They've uh, got quite a good academy. They've produced a lot of good players over the years. Uh, Theo Walcott, Oxley, Chamberlain, Gareth Bale, yeah. loads of others as well. And then we've mm. got Northampton in there and MK Dons as well. So uh, local teams in there um, and teams that we could beat, but I literally don't care. I don't want to go on a, on a run in this competition and then for that to be the be and end all where you know, we, we get far in this competition, but we struggle in the league. I'd rather focus on the league this year. Hmm. Anyone what about Plym- what 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 about Plymouth Ames? What what do you think Plymouth Ames are going to be? Uh, my, what I think the aim will be is to get from uh, um get 
I mean, it's our first season back in League One after a short break away from it in League Two last season. Um, our aim is probably to stay in the division. If to, I mean, we've now signed what seven players now, so yeah, that one that you signed today, the George Cooper deal, that's a fantastic signing as well. And we'll go into that in just a short period of time, but um, signing seven players is great for the club, and especially when we sign two players that have played for the club last season. I mean, we signed Luke McCormick back as well, but he's going to be our second-choice goalkeeper to our number one and young young Michael Cooper. That's just going to be part of our goalkeepers. Well, you've probably seen... Cooper so far in pre-season if he's has he played many games in pre-season if so would you reckon to Cooper so far in a Plymouth shirt well I've only ever I've only seen the two games of well I only saw one and a half games because the first game against Plymouth Parkway uh, the stream was cut off halfway through yeah and, it packed up didn't it yeah and I I actually to be honest, my opinion of Michael Cooper, he is a good experience. He'll be good experience goalkeeper soon. And people are saying that he's going to, could be an England future England number one goalkeeper, which would be amazing for us mm-hmm. because to have him come from our youth and brought into the first team now, I'm just going to turn a fan on here. I'm, I'm boiling. So I just yeah, yeah, okay, no worries. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so we've had we've had Michael Cooper. So Michael Cooper will be your first choice. I mean, the first game he, he did well. I, I mean, I didn't see him. I'm sure he didn't actually start in that game, if I remember correctly. Someone or. Obviously, correct me. Which game was that? The game you made against the game against Blackburn? No, the Plymouth Argo yeah. versus Plymouth Parkway. Ooh, it's getting hot oh, here. It was Luke McCormick that was in goal yeah. first. Uh, but I did get to see the Forest Green game where he played really well because Luke McCormick was out injured. He's set to be out for a while as well. And we had our second-year apprentice, Tyler Coombs, on the bench against Forest Green Rovers. I mean, Tyler didn't get on, but Michael Cooper did well. I mean, some good saves. If you want to watch that back, it's on YouTube, Plum Fargo versus Forest Green Rovers. There's a live commentary from myself. I mean... It's not the best. Video on the channel as well, and obviously uh, there was a commentary for. Did you commentate on the other game? You did, didn't you? I did a commentary on Plymouth Argo versus Park, Plymouth Parkway, but it's not the best commentary because the stream cut out. Yeah, but you can always watch that back as well. Uh, they've also played Middlesbrough twice in pre-season. The first game they lost one 0 
which was due to a Britta Sombolonga header, and that was last Tuesday. And then last Thursday, they played three 30-minute training games, and overall they lost 3-1. Which, yeah. which, I mean, against two against a strong opposition, I think it's the right move. I mean, we've now brought in signings. I mean, which is good. Yeah, I'm just uh, having a look at the Stevenage squad as well. Um, obviously, I, I mentioned before that we've got quite a lot of new signings, a lot of transfer business that's been done. Um, we've gone quite into non-league to, to bring a lot of the guys through as well. So uh, hopefully that sets us in good stead. We have got some players on loan from higher up as well, from Birmingham, from Lincoln, from Chelsea as well. Um, Jamie Cummins, the goalkeeper, Ben Coker, Romeo Hutton from, from Birmingham as well, the, the three loan signings, and uh, Luke Prosser were signed permanently as well. Um, and then we've gone to the, the sort of National League and below to get Osborne and Effiong and Marsh and Denango and, and Akin one day. And guys like that. So, um, just, uh, you know, and, and Johnson as well, just Billy Johnson, the other goalkeeper. Uh, so, it'd be quite interesting to see how the, you know, guys uh, can step up there into the Football League. Yeah, will, so... Mike. And Ray, I've just checked on the Plymouth website. He played the second half against Parkway, came on at half-time for McCormick. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that because I didn't get to watch the second half because they didn't have a stream. But thank you very much for that, Russ. Um, so we're we'll going to go into a bit of transfer news now. Yeah, go on. We don't have obviously a, a scene for that because it's not going to happen every week. Yeah. So um, the first signing of for the 2020 21 season started back in. 10th of April, when Alan Forrest signed for Livingston from Air on a free transfer. Yeah. We had Daniel Sinani join Norwich from F91 Dudadlang on the 10th of April as well. Then we had Pape Guy signed for Watford from Le Havre. Mm-hmm. We had Ian Ass. How do you think this? Rather than just going through all of these uh, transfers as well, how do you think sort of um, these you know main teams that we've got on here? How do you think they've strengthened? So you know, let's go to first of all, let's go on to, to Blackpool. How do you think you've you've strengthened? And you know, would you think you um, you've done in the transfer transfer market? Would you make it a business you've done? Started early, started very early. Blackpool fans are kind of used to. Um... You know, with the Oysters, it was always uh, people on loan or, you know, free out of contract. But we seem to have picked up some uh, really decent, exciting players. We're all we're all very excited at, at Blackpool. We've signed another lad uh, yesterday from Crawley, a striker from Crawley. Um, so we've already mentioned Jerry Yates, CJ yeah, Hamilton. Yeah. We've signed um, another guy from Swindon Town. Swindon don't like us because we keep... <laughs> players players that they're after as well so so yeah so we're very happy at the moment down at Blackpool we're thinking it's um, yeah 
you know, we're thinking it's looking very good. There's a lot gone out though. They shipped a lot out uh, because last season we, it was in between the sort of the new owner and coming in and they had this interim board who, who, who were brought in to like look after the club while they dealt with all the Oyston problems and everything. And um, they just seem to be signing really shotgun, you know, policy. And we've got rid of quite a lot of them. We've got rid of Joe Nuttall, thankfully, on loan to <laughs> Northampton. We're all over the moon about that. And Didn't they're not happy. Him. I think he was that great. Uh, hopeless, honestly. He was terrible. He was, he was not good for your mental health, was Joe Nuttall, to be honest. So, okay. that, all right. Although he did say, although he did score two against Ipswich, so Ipswich should be pleased because he scored home and away against Ipswich. So the only two goals I think he got in the league was both against Ipswich. So they'll be pleased he's gone. Just looking at your squad as well, you got some good players in there actually. Uh, Chris Maxwell, yeah. the Michael Nottingham, Gary yeah. Medine, of course, quality striker, goal machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's not looked all that good though, Medine. To be honest, he's, he's not really set the world on fire. I think he's just scored. I think he scored one or two, maybe just one goal. He scored a goal at Oxford, which looked he looked absolutely world class, and then he's never done anything since. We had we've lost Nanjale, who was yeah, you know, big... Nanjale was part of, part of Stevenage. Um, I'm a Nanjale, yeah, yeah, he's a good player actually, but he was a bit of a mixed. He was mixed for a lot of people. Uh, happy to see him go, really. He was he was a bit lazy at times, but it was top scorer. He was dangerous, big striker, you know, just. Tried a Penenka at, at uh, Reading, which uh, cost us. Yeah, it <laughs> did. A penalty. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a stupid thing he did. But apart from that, no, I liked him. We lost Spearing. Spearing's gone. We've lost a lot of experienced players, really. Um, but guys but no, we're pretty happy down there. Guys, yeah. I remember uh, Armand Nandale because the first time I ever seen him play was it, was, it was actually for Stevenage against Exeter and all right and I was obviously talking to Mike during the game I was like he's nothing he's nothing he's absolutely dog really and and I was and then I think it was the last like five ten minutes he actually did something and I'm still or something yeah yeah I still said he was absolutely dog (laughs) and I was just like Okay, maybe he hasn't found his feet, or he's trying. Obviously, loan spell to Stevenage, but obviously he's moved on to better things now. He's gone to Turkey, I believe. He's gone to a Turkey. How has he gone to Turkey? Weird, isn't it? Yeah, strange. All right. Hmm. I don't know why he's gone there. Really, it's a bit. uh, Yeah, just try it out. I guess maybe. Hopefully, it will work out for him. Um, Let's move on. Or maybe. Or maybe it might have been a bit of because of money issues, Mike. He might have been offered more money or acting to yeah, maybe. We back. signed a big defender, oh, Marvin yeah. Ekpateta from. Yes, I remember him. Wasn't he, uh, was he a QPR youth youngster? Um, he might have been. We got him from. Um, where did we get him from? <laughs> I can't remember where we got him from. Some London club. Uh, Leighton Orient came from. Oh, yeah. Leighton uh-huh. Orient. They were sorry to see him go. He, he looks. It looks okay. He's sometimes been a bit guilty of a few things, but uh, apart from that, he's, he, he's looked all right. Um, Oxford youngster. There we go. I got it wrong. Yeah. Uh, who else have we signed? Just trying to think. Um, 
We have signed quite a lot. We've done early business, which is very unusual for Blackpool. We don't normally uh, assemble squad. In fact, I remember going to one uh, pre-season a few years ago where Sky were there and uh, the entire list on a piece of paper of the squad, every single one was a trialist all the way down, 11 yeah. trialists. And I was, there was a guy uh, sat a few rows in front of me and he kept shouting out, go on, trialists! All the time, because <laughs> we didn't know who anybody was. The sky couldn't tell you who they were. <laughs> it, was a, it was unbelievable. <laughs> 11 trialists. Um, Connor Cole on, on trial with us here at Stevenage and he scored against West Ham and uh, everyone's like, this trialist. And he is all across um, Sky Sports News and then Connor puts it out and it's him and he signs like the next day or two after. All right, okay. <laughs> but it was it was quite comical though, you know, to see this uh, you know, to see this team just with all all trialists. So but uh, yeah, we've done good business. We're pretty happy. And that's very much like Steamage as well. Steamage have got, you know, a lot of the business done early. Um probably most of the squads in now and, and ready. Um and they played that game against Portsmouth as well. And they look like they're settling in and uh, gelling quite quickly, which is good to see. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm quite excited to see some of these guys. Elliot Osborne, I think, could be a, a big plus. Uh, it's good to keep Lou for Wilden. Great to keep Danny Newton as well. Um, I think he's going to be a, a really good player for us. Um, you know, it's uh, it's good to see him sign a new contract. Um, although we do have like about seven strikers now um, with him and Effion and Marsh and everybody else that's up uh, up there that plays up front. List as well, Elliot List. Um, but no, it's good to keep Scott Cuthbert as well. He signed a new contract, the, the captain. Uh, Romain Vincent, that was another one. Good signing as well. Uh, Luke Prosser. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this season. And as I said before, hopefully we're challenging at the right end of the league and not fighting relegation again. And Sean Does anybody know about this Bez, Bez Lubala? Have you heard of him? Bez Lubala was signing from Crawley Town, is it? No, I don't Left know. winger. No, he, he came in yesterday. I don't know anything about him, but... Uh... Wondering if anybody played against him. No, I don't know. I know best person to ask about who I know about him. Benjamin Bloom, he might be able to tell you a bit about oh, he'll know who the player he is. He knows everyone, doesn't he? He just knows everyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, say it doesn't matter what you come up with. He, he knows where they've transferred from, where they played in three years ago, what the, what youth academy they came from. It's, it's unbelievable. I, I've never known anybody with so much football knowledge in my life. You know what I mean? I, I tend to, uh, I was saying to you before that, you know, I tend to concentrate more on, on Blackpool, not about everybody else, but Benjamin Bloom just knows. He's unbelievable. He really is unbelievable. His knowledge is incredible. Well, hopefully we'll be getting him on as well uh, next week. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh, okay. Well, he's, he's, he's knowledgeable. He knows his stuff. Which is a good thing. Um, obviously, now to you, Sean, on Arsenal. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we signed a couple of youngsters, like the one from Tottenham. So he knows North London's red already. You know what I mean? Um, um, we also signed. Um, is it George Lewis? Is it George Lewis or whatever he's yeah. called? Another yeah. youngster. Um, I was. I wasn't too happy with William signing, but as I looked at it, I thought, do you know what? It could be an absolute good player for us because, like, you know, I mean, like, William's a good player. And then we just signed one of the, like, Gabriel, you know what I mean? Like, loads of European clubs were after him, like Napoli. Uh, Everton were having the deal done. Man United had the deal done and he chose to play for Arsenal, really, and we showed him the way. And, he, and I'm thank God he signed because it's like, but we still got a need to get rid of a lot of dead wood, like really, like I don't like I've heard Rob Holdings going to Newcastle on loan, so like I don't know how true that is at the moment. And um, 
we've just released Mikitarian to go to Roma on a permanent. So that's pretty good for us. We've done that. But the best bit of transfer news that we could do is if if Aubameyang signs, that would be the best for Arsenal fans, I think. Hmm, would be great. That'd be a really good sign. And if Aubameyang can sign on and get the, the contracts over the line, um, that'd be a great one, yeah. So let's um, move on to Russ as well. So let's talk about Leeds a little bit. Um, where do you think Leeds is strengthened and how do you see you know, the, the guys settling in there with uh, being in the Premier League now? Yes, from all, we've signed nine players already, Mike, this this summer. Four of those are in for the under-23s and three of them played for the under-23s against Wolves in a pre-season match yesterday. Three of the players was already at the club right. last season in Harrison, mm-hmm. Melier and Costa, who sort of fitted in and now have... He also wants to play going forward. We've, as you know, Mike, we've signed Sam Greenwood from Arsenal. Yeah, good signing. Uh, mm, very good signing. Yeah. He, he played yesterday alongside Joe Gellard for Wigan for the under-23s. And I believe he set up Joe Gellard for Leeds' only goal in that game in a 2-1 defeat against the Molyneux outfit. I think it was a Wolves' training ground yesterday afternoon after the majority of the first team out on international duty with Rodrigo, our biggest signing and our club record transfer signing for since we we'd signed Rio Ferdinand from West Ham. We signed Rio for eighteen million and we've spent twenty seven million from on Rodrigo from Valencia, who back in January was linked with Atletico Madrid for forty million pounds. And We've signed it for £27 million plus £3 million in add-ons, rising wow. to £30 million. We've also got Robin Koch, the Freiburg central defender, German international who's expected to play against Spain tomorrow as part of a back three in the Nations League. And we've strengthened there. We're going for £13 million, which is half of the price that we were, were being quoted for Ben White, who had a very good long season with Leeds last year, so we've strengthened there. Cody Drama's arrived back from Fulham. Strengthened there, we've signed a 16-year-old from Linfield in Charlie Allen for the under-23s and under-18s. And some of these players, the likes of Greenwood, Gellard, Drama, who's coming, they're signing for the under-23s with a view to playing in the leasing.com trophy, Carabao Cup trophy for the first team. Okay. Maybe right. eventually playing some Premier League games should be any injuries and get off from Warsaw. Yeah, last yeah if they show Wigan. their work and they're good enough, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from Warsaw, get off last season for Wigan. He, he has got the capabilities of playing in the top flight football. He, he can put ball back to goal. I've known awareness of where the defenders are and turning against striking. And some of the strikes, if he turns, he turns as if he's going to shoot a far post. He bends it back into the near post and confuses keepers quite a bit so we've strengthened quite well there and so three players were already at the club last season and at the moment we've not let anybody leave yet and Bielsa likes the small spots as I would expect in the next few coming days some of his under 23 players may go out on loan and possibly Tudisfield Town to link up with Carlos Corbran who they worked with and under last season of the under 23s and worked very well with 
All right. Um, let's go on to you, Ryan, as well. You talk about Plymouth from signings that Plymouth have made. We spoke about, um, obviously, the main one, George Cooper, getting done earlier. But, you know, some of the other ones that have been brought in as well. So Luke McCormick signed 28th of July. He was the first signing we brought in. And that was on a free transfer after his two-year spell with Swindon. And then 3rd of August, we brought in Frank Noble from Colchester after his spell a contracted terminated well ended at Colchester. Then yeah. on the seventh of August we brought in Panucci Kamara who we set to pay a bit of compensation for because he's under twenty three from Crawley. Mm-hmm. We've signed a very good centre mid in Lewis McLeod from Wigan. Yeah after, he is very good yeah after that bit of turmoil now he's going to obviously be playing against them but the biggest ch- transfer of this season has come today 2nd of September 2020 George Cooper signs for P- signed from Peterborough United for an undisclosed fee which is set to be within the region of 400,000 Mm-hmm. On a three-year deal, I was just—I woke up to the news of this today, and I was just like, "This is amazing." He was my favorite player last season. I—I rated him really well. He's Mister Versatile. He can play left wing back, right wing back. He'll play centre mid, attacking midfield. He'd play in behind the striker. So he's a great one. And then we brought in two loans. The first one is from Lee's Blackpool in Ryan Hardy. Yes, who, yes. Who I very rate highly after. Mm. His... We do. <laughs> we can't understand, why, we can't understand why we keep loaning him out. <laughs> uh, in your squad, yeah. It's just what we need. It looks just what to we honest, need. After he scored so many goals, after playing for Argo last season, coming off the bench because he had to try and get in the team. And the only way he was going to get in the team was coming off the bench because we yeah. were winning games. Yeah, yeah. And then in the end, we started, we played him. He didn't do well, but he got an assist. And now it, there was a, a game last season where he tried to claim a goal that was between him and Luke Jeffcott, who right. obviously Luke Jeffcott is now going to be, well, hopefully gets capped by Wales under-21s on this coming weekend. Um, so obviously that happened. And we brought in young Callum Watts. Yeah, really good player. I saw Callum play when he was at Stevenage and uh, versatile as well. He can play right back, midfield, uh, centre-back as well. He can play up front if you need him to. So he can play in a number of positions, can Kellen, and uh, he's a, a really good player. He um, There was one game, I think it was the, might have been Checker Trade, if I remember rightly. Um, we had that back back four, and the two centre-backs were 19 and 20, and it was uh, Louis Fernandez and Kellen, and uh, they put in a really good performance. And you, know, you can see that everyone at Newcastle values Kellen as well and think he's going to be a really good player and a really good talent. And... Uh, you know, he definitely didn't do any harm when he was down here at Stevenage, that's for sure. Yeah, everyone 
I mean, is it um, the Newcastle captain? Can't think who it is now, but uh, yeah, Jamal Lascelles. Yeah, yeah, Jamal Lascelles. Very rates Cullend very well, and he says that he's got a bright future ahead of him. I think he might have even been a factor in uh, Kellen coming to Stevenage as well because Jamal was, uh, when he was at Nottingham Forest, he was on loan down here. Yeah, and Kellen, I think Kellen's going to be a great player. I mean, he's he's probably going to feature in the first two games of the season because Gary Sawyer is receive, receiving his too much ban from a four-game ban that he got last season. Yeah. So, Kellen's probably going to feature in them two games. Um, obviously, we got rid of um, a few players. Reuben Wilson's gone out on a youth loan to Plymouth Parkway. Um, Callum McFadzine rejected a new contract. Anthony Sarsovic rejected a new contract. And signed for Bolton. Uh, Ryan Taylor got released, and he's also now signed for Newport County. Yeah. Uh, Tafari Moore, Joel Grant, all got released. Tom Purrington, the brother of Ben, got released, and hopefully they can move on into lower league football, or maybe even try and push themselves onto main football. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just looking at some of these other main signings that have been made as well. Uh, Man United com- uh, confirmed the signing of Donny van der Beek today from Ajax for uh, £35 million, which could lead on to four, uh, £40 million with add-ons as well. Uh, really talented midfielder as uh, Donny there as well. I think he'll do well for them. Um, who else is there? Chelsea, of course, the strength for them as well. They've got um, quite a few signings made. Ben Chilwell being one and uh, they're looking at getting Havertz. That, um, that one looks to be uh, on the verge of getting that as well. Um, and the striker, Timo Werner, was another one. Um, what do you make of those deals? I thought they were really good deals. And they've also brought in Thiago Silva as well from PSG. So that that is just amazing bit of business. Now, in my opinion, I think that Chelsea are going to win the league. But obviously, you got to think that the team's... I've got a, the players have got a gel with each other and um get on with everything that's going on. Well, they, right. they, if on, they uh, if Chelsea need to be serious title contenders, they need to replace the um, spaghetti arms in goal. Oh, uh, what um, the uh, what's his name? Kepa. Uh, yeah, Kepa. I was a blogger, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, spaghetti arms. If they, if they, if they replace um, Tyrannosaurus Rex arms, then then they'll be serious title contenders, I think. All right, um, I think Lee's going to have to shoot off in a minute, so yeah, we'll hand over yep. to Roy um, just because he wants to, to kind of wrap things up there as well. Um, so yeah, but just you know, on my part, there, best of luck for the season with Blackpool, and uh, yeah, if we don't get you on before, then um, you know, hopefully they can uh, have a good season and you know sure. get whatever you uh, what you aim to achieve throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Very good luck much. with the show and good luck with the subscribers. Uh, hopefully, if you're it. watching this, anybody, make sure you subscribe to the channel. So, thanks, thanks a lot. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. A very great pleasure to have you on. Thank and you. Good night. I hope to have you on again soon.
Cheers, thanks. Bye. Thanks, Bye, mate. See you later, Lee. So Bye, that mate. was Lee Charles there. He's Blackpool correspondent. <laughs> yeah, so, see, he's a very knowledgeable guy. I, I really like that. I like having him on. And uh, as I said, you know, best of luck to, to Blackpool this season. Um, they've had it quite rough with the owners and stuff in the past. And, uh, you know, that's a club that I do want to see push up the footballing pyramid and, and get up there again. Um, because uh, they are a really big club and, and a really good club as well. You know, they haven't been run right the last few years, but at the end of the day, um, you know, you want to see those teams get back up to the big time again. So hopefully they can do that sooner rather than later. Yeah, let's hope they can. And it was really nice of him to come on. It was. And it was... I, I, managed, I messaged him about it and managed to get him on, which we... Good, good of me getting him on as well for his win too, right? Yeah. So, Mike, yeah, talk to you about Arsenal because now Sean's had his say about Arsenal. We'll mm-hmm. have your say about Arsenal. Okay, I think we've got some good signings. I think we're looking in good shape. I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the fact we've got in Saliba, we've got in Gabriel, we've got in William as well. They're three good players. They're three players that... Built, uh, buying into Mikel Arteta's um, mentality and his ethos. And that that's right. You know, we're looking at getting some more. Danny Ceballos, hopefully, will be done in the next few days, but nothing's confirmed yet. So that's only rumours at the moment. Uh, with Aubameyang as well, it'd be great to keep on, uh, you know, keep him on for another season or two um, with his record that he's in because he's a very top-draw striker, um, getting all the way up there to the golden boot um, and uh, winning that jointly with uh, the two guys from Liverpool, Mane and Salah. And then uh, just missing out on it last season as well. So just to get his uh, signature again to be really good. Um, and I do think that, you know, we've got to use the Community Shield and the FA Cup as a um, kind of a, you know, kind of building blocks now, I should say, to uh, go on and have a successful league campaign because we're in the Europa League as well. So, um, you know, there's two avenues into the Champions League there. Um, and we just have to take one of them, whatever we can. Because, yes, at the moment we're building and we're starting to you know get this squad together um if we're in the champions league that's a lot easier yeah so that is a they are a very good side this season i think arsenal are gonna try and push to get into back into the top five at least yeah i do think so and i do think Mikel arteta as well um has done a really good job since he's come in and that arteta effect you know, I mentioned it before, we've done well against the big teams in the last few games against Liverpool and Man City and Chelsea. And, you know, we were unfortunate against Spurs as well. Uh, when we lost that day, we put on a good performance and deserved something out of that one and kind of uh, got, got robbed of getting a result there. Um, but no, I think, you know, Arteta's got them playing and he's got them fighting and quite hungry and uh, got a desire there. So I do think that, you know, they're all uh, buying into his uh, method, as I was saying. And, uh, Hopefully that can continue on for not just this season, many seasons to come. So we'll go over to Russ on his thoughts for Rotherham. Yes, and Rotherham have made six summer signings. One loan in Jamal Blackman from Chelsea. Very good goalkeeper. Going to be number. Looks like he's going to be number one this season at the ASL New York Stadium. Victor. Victor Johnson joined today as well, goalkeeper from Leicester. Looks like he's going to be the second choice goalkeeper. Mikel Miller was the first one 
that came in from Hamilton Academicals. The striker can play out on the wing as well. Free transfer for him. And thank you and sadly from Dunkster Rovers as well. He's a left wing winger, can also play left wing back and left back as well. Played a few times there for Doncaster. Very good signing. And they signed Wes Arden as well from Birmingham. Solid signing, can play centre back or right back. Very good signing there. And also, they've also signed Angus McDonald, the former old man who had that cancer, battled back twice from the cancer. And to get that and a very good signing for Paul Warren there he said after speaking to Paul Warren he knew and Richie Barker and I knew this was the club for him Josh Coyote is going out on loan against Carlisle for the season this time he was on loan there last season one of me Mesa I spoke to quite well and very regular down the training ground last season Julian Lammy got released he was over there for a year he's been released on Bilbo Youngby young player, goalkeeper, he's been releasing, always spoke down on the training ground every single time and also Jerry Yates went to Lee's Black, Lee we had on earlier, went to his side Blackpool and from what I've spoke to Lee about, seemed to settle in really well at Blackpool, looked positive in the Gremlins of Adams to Wobberham, doing very good business there, Janssen spoke very well in the, his interview earlier which you can listen to on the Miller's website free to view. Spoke to I follow there and he's looking forward to the season ahead and spoke very highly of the goalkeeping coach Andy Warrington there as well. I know couple of I know like I said, I know the coaching staff and management staff down there going on the numbered message one another day and they're looking they said they can't wait for me by down the training ground, they're all missing me and having a chat down on the training ground. So hopefully once this virus has gone in we're back to normal and we can go to watch games again we are just being seen to Catholics and just go to training grounds to watch people games people train again as well like kind of Rotherham better go back down and have a chat with all the coaching staff in them hopefully chat to the new signings reporting from what I've seen they've been very very good and some very solid signings for the Millers and hopefully they can push on now and I think the signings are made I don't think they'll be battling nearly relegations on this season I think we could have a mid-table finish in the championship yeah, so that'd be good for them, obviously, if they can uh, push on the right end of the table and uh, maybe even, you know, have a late run into the playoffs or something like that. Um, let's get into, you know, we spoke about uh, Rotherham there as well. You know, right, what about Middlesbrough side of it? Yeah, so Middlesbrough, first signing was 14th of July, was Cole Keenan, undisclosed fee from Sunderland. He's a youth player. He's going to be part of the under-23s which is going to be still coached by none other than Graham Lee, yeah. who uh-huh. is a great, great coach. He's a great manager for the under-23s. He's done wonders with them. Um, That's right. And you spoke to Ant on the channel as well. And, uh, of course, the Lees are a fantastic, you know, really good family, aren't they? A great family. Yeah. I mean, I've known Ant Lee, which is... Um, Graham's older brother on the channel. He was one of the first interviews. And he is literally the nicest bloke you'll ever meet. I mean, I went to watch Middlesbrough versus Newcastle Mm -hmm. under-23s in February. And Ant came and picked me up with his mum and his dad. And we went and watched it. 
we had a great chat with the likes of Graham Kavanagh. Um, we had a good chat with Jeff Winter. Obviously, I've had a good chat with him as well. Yeah, yeah, that was a long interview with him. Yeah, I had a good interview with Jeff. Um, mm -hmm. Also, the f funny thing in that game was that the two managers of N Middlesbrough under 23s and Newcastle United's under 23s both came from the same area in Middlesbrough called Staines. And they both went to school together and everything. It was just amazing how two teams who were, what, 60 miles apart from each other could uh, have against each other. But it was good that that could happen. Just looking at what about some of the signings and you know that squad for Middlesbrough as a whole as well. Um, because obviously Neil Warnock is in charge as well, so that's quite a, a big one to you know, was that the biggest signing to get him on and, and to extend him? Well, it he came in at the end of the last season after Middlesbrough sacked Jonathan Woodgate, which yeah. farewell to Woodgate, he gave his all and he deserves everything he did for the club because without him we wouldn't be in this situation where we got Neil Warnock but mm -hmm. uh, and there is rumours that Woodgate is coming back to Borough under a different role but okay all right there's no official confirmation on that yet mm -hmm. um, there's also Neil Warnock obviously brought in Kevin Blackrell Ronnie Yepsen to work alongside Lil Persevich and Daddy Coyne last season. Yeah. And they've, they, I mean, they came in with 10, nine, 10 games. They won half of the games, which to be honest with Neil Warnock, that is actually good going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Oh, Actually, he managed eight games, won four, lost four, which is 50% win ratio. He was mm -hmm. actually the first manager to win the first game of the season, the first game of the season as a new manager since Brian Robson. Yeah, see, that's really good. That's a good start there, yeah. And Neil Warnock has now obviously made a change to one of his backroom staff letting um, Danny Queen leave mm -hmm. and he's brought in Ian Bennett from Nottingham Forest. Yeah, was that the goalie? Was that the the, uh, the old goalkeeper that used to play at uh, likes of Birmingham and teams like that? Yeah, goalkeeper that played at Birmingham. So he's brought him in. Um, we've now got um, Kevin Blackwell, Ronnie Yepsen, Leo Persevich and Ian Bennett. As mm. the um, goalkeeping coach, who's also played for Newcastle, Peterborough, Birmingham, Sheffield United, Coventry, Leeds United, Sheffield United, and Huddersfield. Yeah, that's that was his career there. So he's had a good career himself as well. Yeah, so that's uh, going to set him in good stead there to be a goalkeeping coach at Middlesbrough now. And I've just seen here it says that Jonathan Woodgate has actually been appointed head of recruitment operations. Okay, so he has now uh, accepted a role back at the club, so that's good. Hopefully that is true. I'm not 
hundred percent sure on that. Yes, yeah. that is the great thing. I mean, that we've got a good, good backroom staff of, but the academy as well with Craig Liddle, Graham Lee, the under twenty three manager, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Tinkler, the under eighteens manager, and obviously. Craig Little being the academy manager, so he takes charge if any of them can't make it or needs some moral support. That's right. I remember Mark Tinkler as well. That's another one. He was on the books at Leeds, wasn't he? Yeah. He was back in 91 to 97 and then went to yeah, York. And a, I think he played a part. Yeah, I think Mark played a part when we won the title in 91 92 season as well. He, Part of that squad, or one title with likes of Gary Speed playing for us, and we also had Chris Kamara playing for us that season as well. Okay, that's really good. Um, I'm just looking at some of the other guys that you got at Middlesbrough as well, right? Um, Mark Boller um, came from the academy at Arsenal, and he was uh, part of Middlesbrough. And he's um, last season he was on loan at uh, Blackpool for a while as well. Um, so, uh, what are your thoughts on him, and how do you think you know he's going to do now that he's come back from from being at Blackpool? Well, we signed him from Blackpool and last season he played seven times for us and then we let him go out to Blackpool on loan in January. So that was actually a good move for him and he got a bit of game experience. Obviously, COVID didn't help (laughs) and he didn't play many games. He got game time and he actually scored in one of their games as well. So, which for a defender isn't actually that bad. I, I'm sure he scored. I've just checked Derry. That's pretty, yeah, that is quite uh, quite good for a defender there. Um, and, you know, going back to uh, with Kenan Watts as well, what we said earlier, um, he didn't score for Steenis, but he, he plays up front and stuff as well if you need him to. Um, and he actually was a left-sided defender. I think I might have said right-sided defender at the time, but he plays left-back and well, centre-back or um, in midfield there as well, yeah. Yeah, So and then we've had Marcus Brown, who's just come back from Oxford after we signed him from West Ham. Who, he also had a loan spell with Oxford back in 2018-19. Um, we've, got, we've kept hold of Paddy McNair. Mm-hmm. Johnny Howson, George Saville, Marvin Johnson, who's a good Mr. Versatile. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You can play left back, right back, left mid, right mid. Mm-hmm. Um, Fanny Duxtel, who's a good right back. Um, didn't really get much game time because COVID as well. But uh-huh. he played 16 times. It's not how many times, but the biggest one, Jad Spence. I really do rate him. He came through Fulham's Youth Academy and Middlesbrough brought him in and he, he's he been brilliant. He's, he's been quite, quite, a, quite a regular, well, not a regular, but he's uh, featured a few times for the club, hasn't he? He featured 22 times in the league. Yeah. Which, which is quite a good start to have, especially when the get season got halted for 
three, four months. And then there's been injuries as well. So, I, I, to be honest, he he's done well for himself. And I'm glad that he was given a chance last season, especially under Warnock as well. Playing him as a right mid as well, where mm-hmm. Dexter was behind him. And it's in some of the games. So, so moving on to other transfer news that we've got. Um, we've mentioned about Van der Beek. Yeah, and some of the Chelsea ones. We spoke about a lot of them and Arsenal and things like that. Um, we will mention that Lionel Messi is set to leave Barcelona. Still looks likely that he could be leaving. It still looks likely it could be Man City as well, yeah. Uh, which would be a great move if he did. Um, you heard about this one, Ray? Aston Villa's agreed a fee with Forrest for Matty Cash. 14 million rising to 16 million. Yeah, I That have. was announced earlier. So a lot of uh, cash there. A lot, a lot of cash they're trying to spend on him. I was about yeah. to say that. You <laughs> read my mind. Mate, that was a bad pun on me. <laughs> and another one, um, <laughs> Matt Doherty, the Arsenal supporting Matt yeah, Doherty. Yeah, he's actually moved to Tottenham yeah. and went on his Twitter in the, the live interview. Uh, yeah, I saw that. And his tweets about Ar- Arsenal. I which saw that. I yeah. that a bit of... Fun, obviously, there's no... It's not quite Sol Campbell. Sol Campbell won the double Spurs fans, remember that? So, and then... <laughs> Still hurts to this day, doesn't it? Still hurts to this day. <laughs> not for us, though, mate. Bittersweet, bittersweet. No, I know, I know. I'm on about them. <laughs> As he signed for Crystal Palace for £19.5 million from QPR. Yeah. Um, We've had... Um, Malang Sar signed for Chelsea as well from Nice. Yeah, see, Chelsea have got quite a lot of uh, new signings as well. Um, just having a look at their squad as well. I just want to see because I know they uh, they've also put they've also put him out on loan as well. Oh, did they? They signed him. And yeah, him out. Yeah, yeah, they signed him and put him out on loan. I don't know which club he went to. He hasn't oh, gone out on loan yet. As well, of yet. The club's yet to be decided on where he's going out on loan, but they've said he's definitely going out on loan. Everton tonight have agreed to deal with Watford to sign Abdullah Decore. Yeah, see, that's a good signing for them. 25 million. And they're also signing Ames Rodriguez from Real Madrid in Brazilian midfielder Alan. Alan as well. Rodriguez, Ames Rodriguez and Alan are currently having the medicals. Everton we having the medicals today. We're declaring having his medical tomorrow. Fair enough. And another one from Chelsea we didn't mention as well when we spoke before was Hakim Zayic as well signing there. Oh, Zayic. How can we yeah. forget about Zayic? The pre-contract agreement that was back in January. Yeah. Good signing that was, to be fair. Really I, I, I do think they're uh, going across and getting some really good business done, Chelsea, you know, with uh, Zayic and with... Um, Werner the- as well. Yeah, Werner and you know all of those Thiago Silva and Chilwell uh, as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and if they do manage to get, bring in Kai Havertz as well, I really think they're going to be a strong force. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, Leverkusen boss. They have a big squad though. Yeah, by Leverkusen boss who said 
You don't expect Kai Havertz back from Germany after these international after this international break. He expects him to sign a deal with Chelsea and agree terms with Chelsea while he's on this international break. Because the fee is very, very close between the two clubs apparently for Kai Havertz now. Um, there's been a big one as well. Jordan Hugo signed for Norwich from West Ham for five million. Yeah, he's uh, quite an up and coming younger player, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he's... well, to be well, to be fair, West Ham have got a lot of strikers. They used to have Colton Cole there at one point, and uh, Marlon Harewood as well. You know what I mean? So they had a lot of strikers. I'm not talking about the 1990s, mate, but yeah. <laughs> I know, but still. <laughs> and then we, Remy Matthews, former Argyle Loney, signed for Sunderland on a free transfer from Bolton. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a Lucas Nemecha, who was on loan at Borough. He's mm-hmm. now gone out on loan to Anderlecht. Yeah, see, that's uh, quite an interesting move, yeah. Aaron... Aaron Ramsdale, who was at Sheffield United in his youth, has actually signed back for Sheffield United from Bournemouth for £18.5 million. Um, Joe Hart signing for Tottenham. Yeah, see, that's a, that's a weird signing. He nearly came to Arsenal with uh, the, the injury there when Leno got an injury. Um, now he's gone and signed for Spurs. So, uh Good luck with him. Uh, we've got Martinez, who's about 15 million times better, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and younger um, as well. And Dav- David Silver left Man City for real Sociedad. Who- yeah, and he, uh, he's got a positive uh, test for coronavirus, hasn't he? So uh, hopefully he gets yeah. well soon. Yeah. And hopefully Neymar gets well soon. He's one of the three PhD players who's tested positive today for coronavirus as well, PhD. Yeah. G. Pretar, they've had three players in there, most confirmed that he's one of them. Um, there's been a signing as well for Edge as well. Jay coming coming in from Chelsea on loan. Yeah, the uh, keeper. Yeah, Jamie coming. Yeah, so we've had a few there um, that I've spoken about already. Um, but yeah, Jamie looks, all right. Jamie looks all right the other day. Um, he put in a, a couple of good saves, yeah. Uh, Taifa Chong has left Manu to go to Verda Bremen on loan. Uh, Tyler Blackett signed for Nottingham Forest. Lyle Taylor signed for Nottingham Forest. Yeah, for see, that's from Charlton. Um, and at the end of the day, he was uh saying that he wanted to leave the club anyway, um, which is why he refused to play for them, wasn't it? In the, the final few games of their campaign and, and things like it that. Was, yeah. Oiberg yep. for Tottenham from Southampton. That's a very, very good signing for Tottenham. That is, can play defensive midfield or be further forward. So they've strengthened that to help Harry Winks in there. It's a, bit, it's, it's a bit shame that their team can't win trophies, though, can it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, man. It is a shame that, but you, you know, they're sending some good players who could potentially help them push towards that direction, but off. Hopefully, not before Arsenal get another trophy. Um, Jan Vertonghen left Tottenham at the end of his deal and signed for yeah. Benfica. Yeah, I noticed that one. Is, uh, that was quite a good good move for him. I know he had a few good seasons at Spurs just the last couple of years back. Um, 
And you'd, you know, be interested to see if he can do it out there now. Former right back of Plymouth, Kelvin Miller, who was at Bradford last season, signed for Morecambe. Yeah, uh-huh. He's now going to be linked up with Derek Adams again. Um, Kiefer Moore left Wigan for Cardiff for two million. Good signing for good signing that for Cardiff. Actually, played well at Rotherham. Yeah, he, he, I could say yeah, the, he had a good time at Rotherham, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he didn't do very well at Barnes though in the Championship. We didn't really get many games there, and he didn't really get much time at Ipswich. But Rotherham he had a very good spell, and then he had a good spell with Wigan as well. So hopefully, he can now kick on at Cardiff and. And he's linking with his former Rotherham teammate there in Will Verks, who's been doing brilliant for Cardiff since he went there as well. And he actually also had a good loan spell at Torquay United as well, Keith and Moore. Mm, yeah, he did. Kyle Walker-Peters is signed for Southampton, which was the straight swap with Hoiberg. Uh And a fee. I think there was a fee involved in that as well. But yeah, yeah, there is a fee it says undisclosed. Yeah. Uh, we've had Jack Colback signed for Nottingham Forest. Mm-hmm. Richie Smallwood, the Exborough player, signed for who? From Blackburn. Um, good signing, though, I reckon, Ray. Don't you, uh, Ray? I think, uh, I think... Good signing for Black. Good signing for all that. I think he'll help him get towards the playoffs at least and maybe bounce straight back into the championship. Did well for Rotherham in that division when he played for Rotherham and done well in Championship for Rotherham. So, a very shrewd acquisition there for, from Graham McCann. Yeah, I think so as well. I'm just looking at some of the other um, transfer you know, stuff on here as well. Uh, you, mentioned, you mentioned about Rodriguez already. Uh, Messi's father is set to meet with a Barcelona chief because obviously he does want the move there. Uh, but Barcelona are still saying that the end of the, the league, the, the league is still saying that the fee is. Um, the, the release clause is still in place as well, so they're just going to sort things out over that and you know talk about that and try and get to a conclusion there. Uh, and yeah, Gareth met today, Mike. Then, yeah, well, met today, the father Rush. of Messi. Okay, um, and uh, Gareth Bale was uh, open to returning to the Premier League as well, but I didn't know what club or whatever yet. <laughs> he said well, Real Madrid's and... blocked his moving pass because we were due to come back to the Premier League last summer, and just says about to happen, Real Madrid put a block. To his move back to the Premier League, and another move is Nathan Ake signing for Man City. Yeah, so another uh, really good signing as well. Yeah, Ferran Torres signing for Man City. Kamar Roof, who had a sh- little spell with Leeds, he was at Anderlecht last season, and he signed for Rangers. Um, Arsenal. Signed permanently Cedric Suarez. Yeah, and Pablo Marie as well. Yeah. Um Ryan Edwards, the former Argo defender, signed for Dundee United. Um and let's see if there's any other big ones. Ian Henderson had a very good career at Rochdale, signed for Salford. Which yeah, is... um, what about uh, Sheffield United? Obviously, Dean Henderson's gone back to Man U and they've replaced him with um, who's the keeper that they've brought in? Ramsdale. Ramsdale, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To be just as well. Fodringham as well, Mike. Yeah. It's Fodringham who used to be a Rangers that fetched him in as well, mm-hmm. which yeah. I think will be a good signing. Uh, Dejan Lovren 
signed for Zenit St. Petersburg at the start of the official window. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been some crazy signings. Exactly, and the uh, the transfer window would have closed by now originally as well, uh, but we've still got about another month or so yet, so we'll still be talking about these probably this time next month and on to a bit further as well, in six, seven weeks' time. Uh, the transfer window finishes on the 5th of October, but you can do domestic transfers until the 16th of October. Yeah, it's overseas 11 o'clock on the 5th, and then domestic ones where just EFL clubs can sign from the Premier League or Premier League sign from the EFL until the 5th on the 16th of October. So that's the two deadline dates and times for the this summer's transfer window and then the reopening again in January as usual, I think. All right, fair enough. Um, so, have we got any more segments to talk about? or Because uh, we cover quite a lot of transfer business. Um We've done the Nissan Trophy and the uh, Carabao Cup. Um, is there anything else that needs covering ready tonight or are we going to start to wrap it up in a minute? We'll, we'll probably start to wrap it up as well. Um, so, I'll, I'm going to ask for Carabao Cup prediction of who's going to win it. Okay, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to write it down here and you ain't going to see it until he's won it. <laughs> I'm going to rest on my computer and I'm not going to show you until the final as well and, I'll, and on the final I'll let you know if my team I've put down is still is in the final you ain't going to see it right but there you go it says Carabao Cup there somewhere but anyway yeah I, I will write down who wins it there we go I, I, I would like everyone to say <laughs> it live and then we'll go back on the final Carabao Cup final and we'll go back and watch it and see if any of you have got it right. All right. So, Mike, who are your Carabao Cup winners? Right. Brad Hicks, you're in the chat there. You're going to be pleased with me. I've got Leicester City, mate. Russ Vernon, who are your Carabao Cup winners? Manchester City. I think, they can, I think they'll focus more on the Carabao Cup this season than trying to win the Premier League back and also probably focus on the Champions League as well. But I say Man City for the Carabao Cup this season. And Sean, who are your Carabao Cup winners? Well, obviously I have to back my own team to win it. I think we I think we could, you know. I think we could cause a bit of a shock and go all, right. all the way. All right, so you think all we right. might win the Carabao next season, OK? No. What about you, Mike? Yeah, what about your side, Ryan? What are you, are you thinking? Middlesbrough? Plymouth? <laughs> <laughs> I can't back any of them. <laughs> I mean, Middlesbrough did win it 16 years ago, and yeah. I was there. Uh-huh. Um, I honestly can say I think it's going to be Chelsea. Okay. So, if anyone else is... Another side as well, Everton as well. Another side who could be up there and maybe do it, yeah. So I think it'll be Chelsea that will win it for me. 16 years of... Read the private chat. 16 years uh, of her. Stop living in the past. It's a bit like you, Russ, and it would lead to his promotion. Yeah, look at 16 years to get back there, hopefully. With the signings that we made off, we can stay there this time and not 
Gus Jr. back down after 16 years. And I now, think or, or, uh, more, than, more than likely, you're probably going, going back down, finishing bottom of the league and getting the record for being the lowest points tally. But there we go. <laughs> but on that note, we are going to finish this ahead of schedule. Yeah, of course, normally we'll be covering a lot more as well. And uh, we've covered it a little bit random today. It's the first one we've done. So, you know, we've got things to iron out and stuff as well. Um, but now it's been a good one. It's been uh, great to speak to, of course, uh, Sean as well. So thanks for coming in and, and being a part of this today, Sean. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully I can see you down at the Emirates at some point. And thank you hopefully. very much. Hopefully, hopefully, Mike, hopefully. And thank you very much to Russ for joining. We've had, right. we've had Lee Charles on. We've had Brad Hicks in the private chat. Uh, we've had Nicole that's been around. We've had Brad Hardware, the great graphic designer. Yeah, yeah Josh Bertin as well. Peter Cannon, um, your mum, uh, James. Jade Ricard as well. Yeah. yeah. And we can't forget Nicole. She she does all the behind-the-scenes work. Uh, well, Nick. Well you done. do amazing work. And we'll... Thank everyone for joining us tonight. Yeah, um, and then we'll be back next Wednesday as well. We'll be coming back every Wednesday at eight. Um, so hopefully you can join us again. And um, yeah, you know, as uh, was mentioned earlier, don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow. And please, everything follow like that. Facebook and Twitter, RS Media eighty nine, and the podcast Twitter, which is RS Media underscore podcast. This is actually going to be going out onto Anchor and it's going out on Mixcloud as well. So if you want the links to them, look at RS Media's Facebook page or RS Media's podcast page and we'll have that sorted for you. Yeah, and of course with RS Media, just going to say with, with RS Media as well, um, you know, you've, you spoke to Frank Woodrow, another one. You got anyone else lined up for interviewing in the near future? The only one that I'm going to be looking at interviewing now is Barry Hales. I'm taking a bit of a time away from interviewing to concentrate on doing my commentaries and doing these live podcasts. Yeah, fair point. Uh, All right, so my commentaries will be coming up. I think we've got one lined up for the 11th of September, which is Middlesbrough v. Watford. Yeah, you and Josh, Josh making his debut, yeah. Uh, and then I think we might, I might do one on the 12th when it's Argo versus Blackpool. All right. Because I'll have the live stream for that because I'm a season ticket holder, so I mm-hmm. get to watch that because yeah. it's at home as well. Um, it's going to be very busy in the next few weeks as well with the return of the Premier League and everything else. Um, of course, uh, we're going to be linked in to JB Claret as well. So uh, although we're not doing streams this weekend, do go and check that one out for the England game um, this coming weekend and next Tuesday as well. Go and check out JB Claret um, on YouTube and uh, he's going to be you know, doing some great commentary there with those two games. Yeah, and yeah. If, you, if you don't see us live, we might have a coverage of it it's in the pipeline but we would like to have coverage of the commentary of games and if jb does come on it'll be me mike and jb 
with the commentary, JB taking the lead role there, and Mike being the co-commentator, and I'm just being the, the one that looks out for everything that goes on beyond. Right, you'll probably be the VAR man if there's any Premier League games. You'll be the <laughs> the, the VAR man for the channel. So, so yeah, so, just to, just to access that as well, go to JB Clara on uh, on YouTube, you, type that, and it will come up. JB Sports as well. Um, that's the that's the main channel. Is it JB Sports? Is that what it's called these days? Yeah, it's now called JB Sports these days, Max. He's rebranded it to JB Sports now, and he's been doing some virtual Carabao Cup, AFL Cup games. And also check out another great YouTuber in Trevor Sports as well. He's done the virtual Euros, yeah. which has happened this summer, which myself and JB was involved in. And another one you may have heard of, Mike, Chris Wyman, CW, mm-hmm. JB's channel. He was involved in that channel as well. So make sure you check JB Sports and Trevor Sports out on YouTube for JB Sports is the virtual arm. And... Tre- JB Sports is the audio form and Trevor Sports is the virtual form for your footballing fix this season. And, he, and you'll hear my voice on there is, and on Trevor Sports, I'm going to be Trevor Gubber and JB is Trevor Motson. All right, sounds good. Um, we've got well, a lot of things lined up for ourselves. Why haven't we arrived throughout the season? We'll be doing, God knows how many, we'll be doing a lot. Yeah, we'll have a few. <laughs> um, while we're on this talking point, Mike Hutt, does SFC interviews with former Stevenage players as well. So, yeah, I've spoken to 30, 31 of them now, was it right? Yeah. That's a lot of players. 31 ex-players. 32 tomorrow. I'm going to be speaking to Sam Sodji, one of the Sodji trio. Um, Effie Sodji is going to come on probably in the next week or two as well. Uh, we've got loads more lined up. So uh, Carl Alford next week and Royal Club Legend and... You know, we spoke to lots of lots of players um, across different areas of the club. So, yeah, 31 so far. Uh, it's still going, going strong, and uh, I'm enjoying them. So, you know, uh, we had two today. I've done two this afternoon, and uh, it's been a busy day. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been a, been a good day and a busy day for me today. Yeah, yeah, Mike, Sam's a good, Sam's a good interviewer, actually. I've interviewed him when Leeds were playing West Brom on the Friday night. I interviewed him earlier on that same day. I did that game and about his time at Leeds, and a very good interviewer. Sam, so you'll have a you'll enjoy that one, mate. Yeah, I'm sure I will. I've enjoyed them all, really. Uh, all, all 31. So, uh, well, 30 out of 31 of them, blatantly honest, but I'm not going to say which one I didn't enjoy as much. So, thank you very much for Mike, Sean, Russ, Brad, Brad Hicks, Brad Hardware, Nicole Vesey, Lee Charles, Jade Rickard. Uh, we've had James Costley, my mum Curry. Um, we've had Peter Cannon, my yeah. ex Libra, all joining us. So thank you very much and good night. Good night, good night guys. Night. Bye, guys.